Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Motor Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings. We are wrapping up Washougal. You know, last week when I was bumble-fucking through the uh, intro there, I couldn't remember that it was Millville. All I could remember was Spring Creek. That's why I kept calling it Spring Creek. There's a creek, and it's... It's got 27 names. Yeah. If they only had one, it would be much... E- this is crooked. It's bugging the shit out of me. Is that better? No. Fucking piece of shit. Um, anyway... Uh, so, anywho, uh, yeah, we were wrapping up Washougal here, last West Coast round of the year. The home stretch, three to go. Three to go. Well, we, we got a two week off. off. Yeah, yeah we got a week off, so no show next week. Three to go. Three to go. Um, and Washougal, oh, well, wait, before we get into that, because we don't have the notes here in front of us. It's been a, it's been a long weekend for everybody, guys. It's been a long weekend. Um, so... Make sure to follow us on Facebook. I'm posting up all the pics. I am on picture set number eight, I think I posted yesterday, of 30 that I have from Redbud. Um, so follow us on there for that. Make sure we have the uh, we have the podcast now, so you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, if you want to listen to the show instead of watch it here, uh, make sure to subscribe. Subscriber numbers are growing still. I see that. Slowly, but we're getting, we're moving on up, buddy. Trying only like what three hundred more or something? Three hundred and thirty. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Hopefully by A1 we'll we'll be there. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh we're growing. Um, so please subscribe, share everything. Uh you can like I said, you can follow us on Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram. I do some editing of some of the pictures from Redbud stuff and put it up there, and then you can see what I'm up to when I'm not doing the show because there's a bunch more hours in the week than here. Um, you can also, in the show notes, the link down, or the description of the video down below, there's a bunch of different links to things like Patreon and Amazon links and, uh... Do we still have a patron? Teespring. Yeah! Awesome. We are making $6 a month currently. Great. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought the other day was we could do some podcasts, like, greatest of all time and stuff like that, and put it on there, and that way maybe more people would go there. Because it's not everywhere. It's just there. I don't know. We'll see. We got to come up with time to do that, too, which is tricky. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, so those links are all in the show notes, the descriptions, everything down below. So if you want to go and uh, click any of those links and uh, support us that way, it would be awesome. Yes. So Washougal. Shade or uh, Shadows. Dude, no traction. were worse Hot. yesterday, I thought, than before. But maybe it was just because I was watching on my phone. Because then when I watched the broadcast of the second motos, it didn't seem as bad. But on my phone, it was really hard to see. Might have been like a resolution or contrast thing. I don't know. Maybe They're always drunk. bad. They're always bad. They're always bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, wash, like I said, it's, it's pretty much Washougal is Washougal. I still love that big booter into the sand pit, though, man. That's my favorite jump. Because some of them dudes just... Yeah, Mike Moe's been learned, though, that he almost, uh, you know, did almost a bag of thing of a year ago where he landed, G'd out, and then just went right. Almost. Almost. Well, he wanted, he actually did go off the track, I think. He actually did it off the track and then pivoted back on yeah. before that single to table and shit. But, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sketchy there because you're just straightening out and then launching, and then on the backside, it just slowly pushes to the outside. So, like, if you're not completely angled with it, you're just going to, you're going off the track. Yep. But, um, yeah, and other than that, it was dry. They said it wasn't really deep. No. Um, in the press conference, that's what the writers were saying, and yeah, it was dry. Yeah, it's pretty much, I mean, we're getting to the point where we go to a lot of these tracks now, and I mean, there's nothing, it's not like Supercross where you can really critique the tracks, because you always kind of know how they're going to break down. I mean, Washougal, it's it's concrete, it's shadowy, it was really hot yesterday, I guess. Um, no, they said it wasn't. 
Oh, they said it was. They said it was supposed to be, but yeah, then but it wasn't. But it still got to the eighties, though, didn't it? Eighty was the high. Oh, okay. Well, it might have got to eighty-two by yeah. Second Motors, but that was it. They said, yeah, they were expecting it to be really mm. hot, and it was not. Well, like I said, Washougal's Washougal, and you know we're kind of coming into the same thing. Other than Iron Man, the next two tracks are kind of the same. You always know what they're gonna do, so it's not a lot of things to critique. I mean, Washougal is very one-lined. And RV won the one twenty-five Dream Race. Yeah, I've seen that. He uh, didn't have to race the uh, the kid that beat him, Aiden Tierro, because he's at Loretta's. But yeah, he beat Will and uh, Mike Brown. And then did a beer bong. I did see that on Instagram. Did they say how much he won by? No idea. Because I haven't really been on the internet too much today. so I haven't seen it. Mm. Well, well so, there'll, be, there'll be helmet cams this week. so That's already up on Racer X. Yeah, I've seen that come, coming through Vital. Somebody had posted something, but... Uh, yep. Hmm. Well, good for him. You know? Okay, cool. Yeah, let's let's move on racing action here. Okay, four fifty time. You wanna just you wanna you wanna talk about the Eli domination, bro? You wanna wanna, I just go for the kiss ass? Just four seconds a lap faster. Four. Waited. Like half the like we saw patient Eli waited 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 and then dropped the hammer. Woo! We are on a roll, baby. Well, the second moto you had to work for it a little bit more. Yes, but we have still won. Well, yes, we did have to work for it a little more because Kenny finally has his thirty-minute stamina up. I don't think his speed's there still, though. I mean, I don't think I don't minutes... think he has the hammer speed. He doesn't have the drop the hammer speed. No, those at last this point. those last five minutes. I don't know if you were looking at the lap times, but he was running like two eighteens when even Eli and Marv, when even when Eli passed him, were running like two sixteens, and Kenny was in like two eighteens, and I'm like, yeah, but he at least has the stamina to stay up front the whole time at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs to get that sprint speed to be able to either break them or when Eli's putting in his push, he puts his in also. No, 2016 Eli, or 2016 Eli, Kenny was there like yesterday in that second moto. Kenny would have been gone. Yeah, Eli wouldn't have caught that. Dude, I was pretty impressed that he got four and a half seconds out on Marv. Well, I think he pulled it back out. I think he knew that he's like, okay, this is go time. Like, this is, this track suits me. It's a clear, you know, he's pushing towards the front of the first moto to catch Marv. He's like, I gotta go. He's like, I don't know where Eli is. I know. Marv's not that far behind. He's like, I need to sprint now and try to set a gap because he knows that at the end of the race, he still doesn't have that just one lap heater. Did you notice the post-race interview how deflated Marv seemed? I didn't actually watch the post-race interview. He seemed... You remember how Dungey was in 15 at... at uh... Uh, what's it Glen called? Helen? Yeah. After or Hangtown, spank. I guess you could say. Well, no, 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 because Hangtown well, was, yeah, still, he on, said he was still on it. Yeah, he but, said the bike and shit. Wasn't it Glen Helen after the second moto there that he yeah. was like, oh, I don't know? Yeah. Marv was kind of like that yesterday. Not exactly the same, because they made that fork change, apparently. Like, they swapped yeah. forks. I think they were chasing their tail. I don't think there was anything different, because even GL alluded to it. He goes, hey, they made this fork change. But you could kind of see that Marv was still running the same speed he was the first moto. Yeah. I think they were just chasing their tail. I, You know, I've, I've come to the realization that this is what happens. You know, Eli, we know what he can do, the heaters and stuff. And I, for anybody that was saying, like, the Washua thing, expected Marv to be better. Like, I don't know why everybody was like, okay, this is Marv's track. Like, yeah, Marv won last year. He went 1-1. But then we know how people feel about the whole Eli thing. But why do we think Eli wasn't going to be good at Washougal when he went Supercross and Washougal was the closest thing to an outdoor Supercross track without the technicality there is dirt-wise? So why would we all of a sudden think, oh, if Eli can ride Supercross but he can't ride Washougal? Like, I get what GL was saying, but, like, I didn't. I don't well, buy into this whole thing. It was kind of like Spring Creek because Marv went 1-1 last year. Yeah, I don't buy you into know, this whole so... thing that Eli can't do good. Yeah, like, and I made mention of this, Eli had only ever won one moto on a 450, but, like, I think we need to stop doing this with certain guys that, like, Oh, this track doesn't suit that. Well, Eli does pretty damn good in Supercross, and literally Washougal is the closest thing you could replicate to a Supercross track dirt-wise. I just think we all should think that Eli is going to win every weekend, and when he doesn't, we should all be surprised. But I think what's happening is is that I think when Eli drops these two or three seconds or whatever it is and stuff... Four. When? Seconds a lap. You're talking about overall fastest lap? His overall fastest lap wasn't four seconds a lap faster. No, but when he dropped the hammer... He went four seconds a lap faster. Oh, you're talking about when he went two thirteen and then went two seventeen. That was in yes. the second moto. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, 
Okay, yeah, he went four seconds a lap faster. I'm talking about overall fastest lap. I'm not talking about, like, during the middle of the moto. I think that Eli, and you saw it with Kenny, that once Eli got around him, like, it just demoralizes these guys. It kind of like, you know, it's what Stu and, R and RC used to do. You know, when they'd be closing the gap on somebody and their speed is so gnarly, the guys can't really comprehend what's happening when they go around him. It just kind of deflates him because even Kenny made a stupid little mistake where he checked up too early when he went to the outside in that right-hander after the finish. He, like, he was straightened out for his line, he checked up, and then he pivoted to the out, and then he went back in. And I think that just these guys get demoralized because they don't know what to do because they can't understand how he's going that fast late in the moto. It's not that these guys that are fast lap can't run the same speed. It's just, and they talk about it all day. Like Cole talked about, Cole Sealy talked about in the practice show, like different techniques, what works for some guys. Those, Kenny and Marv, if they went all out balls to the wall where they just didn't give two shits, they could run what Eli's fastest lap is, but it doesn't yes. suit those to do that. So, like, that's why I get irritated when people are like, oh, my God, Eli can... No, if Kenny right now, just, hey, dude, go as fast as you possibly can, don't give a shit about hitting the ground, Kenny could run a 213 with Eli. It's just, it doesn't suit his style to do that because... Eli's so much stronger than everybody else is when it comes to upper body strength. Mm -hmm. So I think that's... And what, Kenny can't run a 213... 30 minutes into the moto. No. Hey, well, can't. not right now. No, not, not right not now. Right now no, no. Marv, it Marv can't do that. I'm here to tell no, you, Marv's Marv. in great shape. And Marv, after 25 minutes of battling mm -hmm. with Eli, he's not putting down a 213 on that track. He's no. No, no way. No way. But as far as the games go, like you say, mentally how it breaks them, well, yeah. I, I mean, dude, you're talking to a marathon runner that has run marathons in a couple of different ways. And the best way I've found is when... I did a run-walk pace, and I ran the last two miles, okay? There's nothing more uplifting than when you're at the end of something, and I can only compare it to, you know, riding a 30 plus 2, and you get to 30 minutes, and you're sprinting and blowing by guys. Yeah. I mean, dude, when you get to the end of 26 miles, and you're blowing by people the last two miles, it's very... I just, very invigorating. I think what I get what I get annoyed is is that all... And I know that we they have to, like GL and Weege... And GL is normally pretty objective just because he is a South African and he came to America and a lot of people didn't think he could. He's pretty objective when it comes to his opinion of guys, and he's always been that kind of way, and he's very outspoken, too, about what he thinks of people. But I think I'm getting a little annoyed with the fact that we keep acting like what Eli's doing right now has never been done before. Like, we've never seen guys do this before. And we and the only reason I bring this up is because the only thing we really have to talk about, like what was the nickname that he was talking about, the destroyer or whatever, some stupid a shark was whatever. But then he came up with at the end of the moment, he's like, oh, I think we just need to start calling Eli the destroyer because he destroys people's dreams and hopes or some crap. He said this at the end of the second moto. I don't know when exactly it was. I think it was maybe when he got around Kenny. And I go, yeah, what Eli did was great, but let's not act like nobody's ever done what he's doing. Like, this is not new territory. We're, I mean, it's not that no one's ever done it, but when was the last time we saw it? RV. 2014. Or 2013 for him, because that was his last outdoor season. I could... And I know that it's a long time ago, so once again, and I know people have said in the comments, well, that's, you know, years ago, and it's not fresh in people's memory. Go back and watch RV in 2013. Go back and watch him. He did that repeatedly to Ryan Dungey and James. Granted, James was not James at that point anymore. He repeatedly did that shit. I remember sitting at Redbud when RV was running third. Stu was out front. He sat back. He paced Dunge, got around Dunge. Stu was holding him up. He went around him on the outside and then proceeded to drop 25 seconds on him. Like, we act like this shit, like, never, and I think that's where I get annoyed is, is that people are acting like Eli's doing something we've never seen before. Dude, we've been seeing this stuff for years from different people. It's just, Kenny did it in 2016. Like, why are we acting like what Eli's doing, like, it's great, and it's because what's fresh in our memory. I think that's where I get annoyed is, is that we act like this has never happened before. Yeah, but, okay, when Kenny did it in 2016, Kenny went out and, over the course of 30 minutes, put... 35, 40 seconds on you. Yeah. He didn't do it in three laps. But the question is, is, what would you rather have, a 35 or 40 second gap or a 10 second gap at the end of the moto? I'm just saying. I'm more like, impressed that it, if you can put 40 on someone than four seconds a lap, because that means you can only well, do that, it. Well, that's fine if you're more impressed with that, and that is, you know, impressive to see, mm -hmm. but it's not as impressive. In the, it's, like, it's like having a car... That if you put it on a five-mile stretch, goes 300 miles an hour, or having a top fuel car in front of you that does, say, 297 miles an hour in a quarter mile, okay? The 297 miles an hour in a quarter mile is more impressive than the 300 miles an hour or 310, whatever, 
in five miles. Yeah. So seeing Eli do four laps and put 15 seconds on dudes mm-hmm. in four laps, make up 15 seconds and then put 15 more seconds on, on dudes in four laps is more impressive for most people because it's instant. You don't have to sit there and watch the whole moto. Yeah. You can fucking, you, in fact, you can fucking dub it down into a five-minute fucking clip on YouTube and be like, look at this is what he's doing, destroying-wise, you know? And... So that's where that's where you're gonna run into a wall all the time. I mean, yeah, dude, it, it's just like Ricky back in the day. Ricky was awesome, and Ricky would destroy people also. But Ricky did what Eli was doing every moto of his life, though. But Ricky would pace it over time. No, 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 no. no. There were times where Ricky was out front by 25 seconds in five laps. Well, we Eli, we what don't. Eli's doing right now is great, but Ricky was doing this throwing, you know. 10, 15 years ago, even better than what Eli's doing now. When there were times where Ricky was 12 seconds a lap faster than anybody else on the track, Eli would never do that. I'm talking about, like, when Stu would finally say no moss, like I couldn't do it anymore. There was literally one time at High Point, Ricky, 25 minutes in the moto, went like a 208, and Stu's fastest lap was a 223, and he didn't crash. I'm sorry. I just come from an era where, and we always have this conversation, and that's why a lot of people won't get it, what Eli's doing is amazing. Like, it's been a long time since we've seen that outright speed. I'll still argue that 16 Kenny could do it. But it's not like this has never happened before. And I think that's where I get irritated is, is that we keep just, like, chest beating that, oh, my God, like, Eli's doing something that nobody's ever done before. I don't think anybody's saying that, though. Well, the way their comments come off of, they make it sound like they are. I think it's just impressive because it hasn't been seen in, like, five years. Like well, you said, you... You saw it, the last time we saw it was RV in 13, mm-hmm. which was the year before I got back into it. So I don't even remember that because I haven't caught up that far yet. I started back in the 2000s at this point. But, um, it, but yeah, so you haven't seen it. Like I said, we watched Kenny destroy people in 16, mm-hmm. but Kenny destroyed people yeah, he did a, a couple lap. of seconds a lap over time, not 30 seconds in five laps. Yeah. So it, it, where it was impressive and it was, a dominant performance it was not this well, level of impressive what i find funny too is and then all these people now are doing because of what eli's doing and everything matt's been trying to say like when we have these conversations that oh well now the only reason why kenny won in 16 is because eli was coming off shoulder surgery now all people these people are backtracking talking about watching what eli's doing then now all of a sudden 16 kenny wasn't for real and then that guy really couldn't beat this ken this eli and that's another thing that here really pisses me off. Because that's all I've seen this morning all over the vital form and all no, of the forms. None of us really know because Eli wadded himself in the ground in 15, so we, don't, we won't really know. I mean... What? We, we will never know if 16 Kenny could have been stopped by Eli had he not... No, I get that. What I'm what I'm saying is, is I'm getting irritated. Now all of a sudden people are seeing this, and now all of a sudden they're backtracking their comments, making it seem like 16 Kenny was a fluke when 14 Kenny, as a rookie, won a championship and beat Eli and Dungey. And then in 15, we can also say, well, Eli was doing what he was doing. Kenny was riding with a broken back. Yes, he was. And now we're saying, well, okay, 16 Kenny, he only got lucky because Eli came off double shoulder surgery, which Eli did pretty damn well in Supercross that season, if I remember correctly. Well, now Eli is racing a Kenny that's had major arm surgery two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We could say that so Eli's it's like, only winning because Kenny's had two major so that, arm surgeries. So I think so. that's what I'm getting at is is that, like, well, why are, if we're doing this, saying this about Kenny, why aren't we saying this about Eli? I don't know, man. I, I don't. This is why I don't get on Vital. I think that's what bothers me. I don't care me. that much. I think that's what bothers me is, is that people. Quit reading Vital, bro. Well, no, it's not even. It's it's not even vital. Like, there's people that are general, like guys that are in the industry, say the same shit too. I I don't know, man. That's just why everybody's entitled to their opinion. They are. It just irritates me. I mean, your opinion right now is you're just hating on Eli. All the time. Are you talking about with the hurlings thing? With all of it. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. You have been on his ass because I since like Southwick when he crashed. No, I actually been on his ass since like last year because I haven't picked him for a title. Since since like Southwick. No, I'll go back because I'll go back before Southwick. You didn't have much other than no, I had other than Marv. I had straight up beat him at High Point, and then he beat him Muddy Creek, which was fine. And yeah, and you had Muddy Creek, but you didn't really have anything. And then he crashed, and you were like, all right. 
in, threw all the towel in, and fuck Eli. And it's not, throw, it's not throwing went, the towel in. It's, just, just it's not throwing the, listen, it's not throwing the towel in when you just, you're literally observing what Eli's faults are. He did it again the second moto yesterday, and he won. That's fine. But I've been on Eli's ass since 2015 when he arrowed himself into the ground. There's a lot of people that believe Eli should be going on his fourth title right now. There are. And yeah. he's only going on his second title. Yep. Okay, so that's why I'm a on la, Eli's ass. A la JS7 versus not James. It's not James Stewart. Yes, because James, it is. It's not James Stewart because James Stewart had already won seven championships I, before Eli. I don't give a fuck. Their tendencies are too fucking similar. But who has more championships? I, that, that's not the point I'm proving or what I'm saying. The fact is their riding style, the fact that they can kamikaze through fucking laps like fucking insanely fast and do shit that no one else fucking does mm -hmm. is the point I'm proving with it. I don't give a fuck about championships. It really doesn't fucking matter to me, okay, about the titles at this point. Well, the titles with, mean with more With the though. point I'm proving, the point I'm just trying to say is... It's James Stewart reincarnated version 2.0 here. He fucking goes fast and either fucking wins or he fucking torpedoes himself. That's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's all See, proven. I believe, That's all proven. And I believe that point, and I've not, I've not argued with that. Okay, but great. the point that I'm saying is, is that you can't say he's James Stewart, though. You can say he's like James Stewart. But James Stewart already had seven championships. Hence the version 2.0. No. Yes. No, because James Stewart had more championships. Because if I said this was a JS7... Another JS7? So if Eli wins the title this year and then never wins another title for the rest of his life, great. they're not alike. Great. Because the accomplishments are what's matter. It's like a comment you made about when we were talking about the hurlings thing, talking about Jacksonville or WW Ranch or whatever you want to call it. The outcome is what matters. Yeah. Hurlings won the overall that day, so that's what mattered. Yes. Okay. But what we're talking about right now is how they ride. And they ride. Well, no, you're actually you're what you're similar. talking is is the hate. Eli me. Eli doesn't have the whoop speed that James had, but I don't think we'll ever see that. We'll no. never see someone that fast in the whoops again. But outside of that, but it's not hate. It's not hate for me. It's just me being critical of Eli. It's like you. It's like everybody who. Because I believe that Hurlings is faster, thinks I hate Eli. I think you it's not hating. It's not. Comment. It's not hating Eli. When I just believe that somebody's faster. Do you have a safe place to cry when he gets beat by him? Let me ask you. Hurlings is not going to get beat by Eli. The only way Eli's going to beat Hurlings is, is if Hurling crashes in the first turn or his bike blows up. I'm sorry. You keep acting like what Eli's doing, Hurlings is not doing even better. Let me ask you. Who's Eli racing right now? Who's Eli racing right now? And that's not a rhetorical question. Like, I'm actually... Who's he racing right now? Uh, Marvin Muscan. How many, how many 450 or, championships does uh, Marvin Muscan have? Ken Roxon. How many 450 championships does Marvin Muscan and Justin Barsha have? Who has a title over there? Okay, so you've got, what, fucking Geyser's got? you got Geyser, Roman Favreau, and Antonio Cairoli. He's racing three world champions, one of them a nine-time world champion. The only person that Eli's so racing... he's racing Cairoli. And he's racing Geyser and Favreau, who have world championships, that beat Cairoli. Who won titles a la Ryan Dungey with an asterisk next to it. Guys are straight oh, up beat. No, no, sure. no. Guys are straight up beat Cairoli in 2016, and in 2015, Roman Fevre destroyed everybody. And they haven't done anything since then. Because Guys has been hurt, and Roman Fevre has gotten Geiser, second. But he hasn't done anything since He's then. been hurt. Okay. Okay, he's been hurt, and now he's third in the world championship behind Cairoli. Cairoli's a nine-time champion. Who else is Who else is Eli Tomac racing right now that's won a championship other than Ken Roxon? So you're going to put... Eli Tomac in a race where he doesn't have anything to worry about other than this race, and you don't think that he is not gonna lay it out? To what do you beat mean? him? No, I'm talking about beating him. Going balls to the wall. I'm not saying Eli's not gonna go balls to the wall, but let me ask you a question. What would happen if? Not only that, we're on a track that he knows. That didn't hurt Hurlings at WW Ranch last year, now did it? I'm. What? No yeah. one raced there before. Who so that's my point. So, You're talking about level playing field even more. Somebody that didn't have an advantage. Hurlings went there. So had now, never so seen now a track I'm saying, like that. So now I'm saying Tomac has an advantage because he knows Redbud. And you think... No, like that's the, that, that's, the see, what you're saying about what I'm saying, I'm saying the same thing. You're saying I'm saying the same thing. You're acting like Hurlings can't beat Eli and yard him, but you literally just said that Eli can yard Hurlings. But Hurlings is doing the exact same thing over in the GPs, except he's beating guys that have won world championships before. Let me ask you, who's who would, who's harder to beat right now? Cairoli or Marvin Muskin? Okay. 
Okay. Anyway. Um, sorry about that. A little technical, technical difficulties. It's all with good. stuff. Don't ask. Yeah, don't um. Ask. Anyways. Okay. What were we talking? You were talking about Cairoli. Oh, okay. And all no. those guys. Okay. All right. You know what? Who else did anything yesterday? Let's just move on from this. Um. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's find the next topic here besides Hurlings and Tomei. Who, uh... Barsha, you know what? Are we at the point, though, like, he's still riding good, but the Kenny is just now? Because it was kind of Marv, or Eli, and then Marv, and then Kenny and Barsha were kind of linked up together. Because I think Kenny just passed Barsha in the points, I'm pretty sure. They're tied. Oh, they're tied. They're tied. Okay, well, then Kenny coming in Unadilla, so Kenny's going to get third in the points. Yes. Barring anything ridiculous from the front, too. Yeah. Um, Barsha's still riding good, but I think that now it's just Kenny has upped his game, and his stamina is there. Because, like I said, Barsha, yeah. other than... T- I mean, dude, in the first moto, he was on a mission coming through the pack after losing it in the left-hander. But now it's just kind of like... I, because I've been hearing people like, oh, man, you know, after, you know, Millville, he, and we even said the same thing. He didn't want to ride good, and then I've seen a couple different things. Like, people were like, oh, what's going on with Barsha? And I'm like, I don't think anything's going on with Barsha. I just think that Kenny's now up his game, so now it looks like Barsha's way off the pace. Because we kind of had something to mirror, like, what Barsha was doing... I, I think he's just the fourth best guy right now. And, and, I, I, too. and I think that's what we kind of all thought it was going to be. I think even if Anderson was there, I think that, yeah, maybe him and they'd be going back and forth a little bit. But I think Barsha just, the front three now, especially with Eli doing what he's doing, have just moved away from everybody. You know, they've literally just gapped out. And even Baggett, like, and I love the fact that Baggett's being optimistic, but I'd like, and I know that he's saying the politically correct thing of like, oh, yeah, I'd still like to get wins. But, dude. Let's face it, he's not. And I, I don't just what is, and I don't get what's going on with him this year. I have no idea. I don't think he's as good as last year. Not even close. Nope. Like I know we talk about, okay, Eli's better than he was last year, maybe yep. even Marv is, but Baggett is clearly not as good as he was last no. year. So like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any idea what's going on either. It, I mean, maybe it's the bike, and they they can't find the setup for him. But I'm doubtful. And and I know that they're testing, and they're you know they're doing they're being vigorous about this. But like, what the hell? I don't get it. I, I don't. And. I mean, Bowers did pretty good yesterday. Dude, Bowers did pretty good. You want to know who didn't do pretty good? Fucking A-Ray. It's fuck that guy. He really stuck it up the factory's asses. How about it? How about Entek Nap? I know it was his first race back since Fucking Supercross. Fucking seven deuce deuce, Lap both motos. You listen to any song you drop? Dude. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I listened, I listened to, to like a minute out of it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like stupid. it. But, dude, it made all the way up to, like, what, 38? On yeah, the something chart or something yep, on, on iTunes. Or, iTunes or, so yes. that's, that's pretty good. And, um... Got enough money to do Supercross next year now. Yeah. Uh, Weston still continues to be played by that hit. Okay. He's got, like, a really fucked up hand. Oh, dude. Well, as they say, it, he, goes, he goes numb in 15 minutes. Yeah. So, the fact he's even out there riding is, like... And, dude, he was with, and he's good for the first four laps. Yeah. So, it really makes me wonder, like, had he been healthy, like, could he have been in the top five every weekend? Dude, so, okay. So, speaking of him, let's stay with that team. How yeah. about Bogle hole-shotting oh. every, like, Mike Alessi version 2.0? Oh, he's probably going to do it for the rest of the year. He'll probably dude, get the next six you wanna know what's You want to know what's funny, though? Is like, okay, so, original, so he came back first race, hole-shotted the, mo- the mm-hmm. one moto... And faded like twenty third or something, and everybody's like, "Oh man!" And now he's faded to like twelfth. But it's like, well, he's progressively getting better. So like, maybe if he continues and he keeps hole shotting, like I mean, hole shotting and fading isn't great, but at least he's getting the team some coverage. Because if you're just mid pack and you know, nobody well, ever sees you, he'll probably be, I would imagine, by Iron Man and maybe top that's not, ten. Right? He'll be top ten. Okay. Because I mean, even look at Coop. Yeah. Coop's doing well, but. In all real seriousness, and I know that I know what you're gonna say. Well, will that fit his style? You know, he's from there. How about Hill that first moto? I mean, Hill's from. <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know. He rode all right. Again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, he was he was up there. He's well, while well, yeah. Baggett, while well, he clearly looks like that when he's healthy, he's better than Baggett right now. You know what? Oh, so I listened to this podcast the other day. Uh, actually, maybe it was Pulp. Okay. When. Uh, what's his nuts called in? J-Bone. Oh, okay. Okay? J-Bone, I don't know if you listen to this, he straight up told Hill, look, we just need somebody to come in and win on the 250 indoor. We don't care about outdoor. In fact, they had it, I guess, wrote in his contract. If he didn't want to ride outdoors, he could opt out. I think we all kind of... And- he could opt out, and they and they had it wrote in of like, hey, you owe us this much money back, but you can opt out of outdoors. Let me ask you, is that really surprising, though? Because I think that's what we all kind of figured. I was a little shocked that he actually had an option to opt out. Oh, well, The fact yeah, that J-Bone to told that. him, like, hey, I don't care about outdoors, 
you know, I just need you to do well on indoors. That was well, fine. They, I think they know that their bike's not good enough. And then, of course, I guess, I, so, so I guess Hill rode the bike, went up to J-Bone and was like, dude, I can win on this. And J-Bone was like, awesome. And he goes, I probably should ask how many he thought he could win on. Because <laughs> one wasn't exactly what I had in my mind. But, um, yeah, so, I, dude, I yeah, no, the fact that Hill doesn't care about outdoors and that J-Bone told him, man, whatever about outdoors, that's not a surprise to me. The surprising part, like I said, was the fact that there was actually an opt-out portion in his contract. Hey, just give us this much money back, you know? And you can you don't even have to go outside. Yeah. Which I'm partially surprised he didn't. But I think we're clearly seeing though that, you know, yeah, he's not gonna win championships outdoors and I don't he probably won't win in supercross, but I think he's gonna be up there, but that's for the you know, the preview show. Hill actually is a good outdoor rider. He's showing that he actually isn't a good outdoor rider. It's just it was a two fifty thing forever. Because what he was doing yesterday, and we still don't know what happened that second moto unless you heard something that I didn't. Nope. Probably went down, you know, tweaked the bike or whatever. But, dude, the second moto, like when Baggett caught him, I was sitting there going, okay, you know what, Hill's slowly fading back or whatever. And he got second wind, and he dropped him. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, like, Hill has it in him to be top five, podium possibly, all the time outdoors. And it looks pretty damn good considering he literally just jumped on the bike and now it's just testing, 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 yeah. trying to get that bike better. Or maybe he's not even testing. Maybe he's just, like, leaving the bike as it is mm-hmm. and going with it. But all those people that said, oh, Hill's only going to be an indoor guy, like, no, he's clearly proving that if he's on a bike that he cares about, he can be an outdoor guy. So if you're JGR and you're J-Bone and, you know, all those guys, like, that's good moving forward because, like, now the investment was worth it. Mm-hmm. Because you know how I felt about it. I know how you feel about it. We've had this debate. Other guys, have, you know, other people have stepped in. But there was a big question mark, like, is Hill just going to be a Supercross guy for the rest of his life? Well, now, I mean, he's proving he can ride outdoors. It was just the 250. Which kind of shocks me. I don't know why you put yourself to that hell if you have the option to just ride indoors. I think it's because he knew that he could ride outdoors. I think that he knew that if he was on the 450, he could actually do something and not just be known as a Supercross specialist. And we know how hard those contracts are to come by by the factory teams. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. They tried it with Reed and Stu, and it didn't really work out because then you don't have, the, you know, the optics of it. Like, you're not always in the public eye, so like, stuff like that. But, I mean, I was impressed with it. Uh, you know, I knew that that was going to be a good track for him. But I second moto, whatever happened to him, had it not, he probably was going to get fourth, too. So, yeah. I mean, rode good. Um Nicoletti had an up-and-down weekend. Bloss had an up-and-down weekend. Yeah, there wasn't really anything too spectacular. Like, the motos weren't overly exciting. The coolest thing was watching Tomac go to the front. The JG, that first moto, was doing pretty well until he yeah. got Baker. Why'd he, uh, why'd he pull off the second moto? Did he crash? I, well, let's be real. Knowing JG, he probably was gassed. Yeah. I'm assuming. I'm not, I don't know if that's what it, but Retirement I'm Retirement life's hitting him hard early. Well, I, he's done after this year. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nah, nah. anything else with the 450s because we're going a little long on this now? No. Nah. All right, cool. We'll move on to 250. Okay, 250 class. Kind of a snoozer, right? <laughs> I know you're going to disagree, so let's just get this well, over with. Hey, man, hey, hey, how about Joey Savachi that first photo? Dude, I mean, at least he won a moto. Well, in that second this moto, year. he well, well, he should have won the overall. Like he was definitely. How about it. that second moto? How about a, that anchor he was pulling in Chase Sexton? Yeah, that was, was sick. Right, that, that was awesome. There, the one. Oh my god! And it all it was two more spots in him, and the exact same thing as last year. Seven one. Seven one, one for one, first seven, overall. Then a one awesome. seven. I do. I'm just if I'm Joey, I'm like, can we just go to Washougal every every race? Every race. And I mean, yeah, I just like that place. I, I win know. all the time. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that the Joey Savacci that showed up yesterday was the guy that everybody wa- expected him to show up this year, and he just didn't for whatever reason. And you know, Weege talked about it. He goes, yeah, he talked to Joey, and he goes, I'm, I'm feeling it today. I don't know why. Feeling it. He's good there. I mean, hell, last year the second moto. Feeling myself. Last year the feeling second myself. moto went by like 20 seconds there. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he rode good. Uh, typical. <laughs> Pro circuit luck, though. I mean, wins the first moto, they go one, two, and then the second moto, you know, he gets stacked up, and I'm pretty sure he probably got into the back of somebody because they showed it, you know, he's like mid pack and then out of the top 20, and then Fortner pulls Trachenard. Yeah, second moto, Fortner tries to screw himself into the ground head first. I don't even know how that kid's like walking this year after all the damn crashes he's had. I don't know either. Did you hear anything what happened to him yesterday, or he was just? I think he just knocked the wind out of himself again. Yeah, he's probably got right. he's probably got some bruises and shit. But yeah, he probably just knocked the wind out of himself. But uh, how bad is Alex Martin shit in the bed right now? Well, we talked about it last week. I mean, dude, he this was his one chance to win a title, and it's done now. Yep. I mean, AP's up by. I haven't looked at the points of you. How much do you? 
59. Oh, God. So he'll wrap it at Bud's. Yeah. How much does he win by both motos at Iron Man? It all depends on if it rains. How much does he win by Iron Man? He's going to win Iron Man. Well, he's going to win Iron Man, Man, but it's going to be... I think it all depends on how much... Yeah, I mean, if it rains, he probably laps everybody. Yeah, if if it's just a regular... Let's say it's a regular race. Let's say it's How much does he win by? Because he's winning no matter what. Because he's wrapping the title at Bud's. So then, when he goes to Iron Man, he doesn't have anything to worry about. He's like, I don't even care. I'm yeah, here to win. There's only one guy that, because of his past at Iron Man, that I would even give remotely a shot to beat him, and that would have been Forkner. But who knows if Forkner is even going to make it to Iron Man with the way he keeps ragdolling himself into the ground. Uh, I'll probably say 18 seconds both motos. I'm going to go with 30. If it rains... And if it rains, I'm going to say he laps everyone yeah, at least one moto. He's going to win by, like, 58 seconds. If, if it rains, he could run the 450 class on his 250F. And probably get And second. probably get in the top three. Yeah. Um, or, well, you know, we act like that's what he's going to do, but it also, if he wraps it up at Bud's, he might just say, fuck it, and I don't care. I mean, we're assuming that he's going to pull a Zach Osborne, what Zacho did last year, and go out and dominate the last race. Yeah. But with AP, how who knows? Cool, how cool would it be if he wraps it early and they put him on a 450 at Iron Man? Um, I mean, it's doubtful. Super doubtful. Super doubtful. I'm curious how he would do. I'm curious how he would do. It'd be interesting, right? I would almost go as far as to say if they put him on a 450 and it rained, he'd win. Oh, yeah, if it rained? Oh, yeah. I say he'd oh, beat everybody. Yeah. I say he'd beat Eli. He'd beat everybody on the 250 if it yeah. rained. Yeah, no, and even if it did, uh... If I, it rained, you could put him on a fucking pit bike and he'd still win there. Well, yeah, because he'd just lift the bike out and he'd just drag it and everybody's he's, barren dude, it. Dude, he'd be awesome, but... Yeah, no, he's really good at Iron Man. It's insane how fast he is there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, that is interesting. I never thought about that. I don't see it happening. But I don't either. I think no. it'd be cool, though. Just a thought. I, threw I think it'd be cool. It'd be awesome. I'd like to see it kind of like, you know, two years ago when Kenny tried to ride an RM250. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, no. getting that through tech was going to be a situation. Yeah, that wasn't really homologated. And they're kind of like, well, that's kind of outdated. And, yeah, you can't run a steel chassis bike. But, okay. Anyway. Anywho. Um, you think... How about Shane McElrath, that second moto? Dude, on fire. On fire. But how is Tyler he going on and off? Tyler Keefe has got to be just like, Beating dude, his head against the wall. Going, the how do we get this every single week? But, dude, think he about blew it. by Savachi. Think about it. Didn't even think about it. Just, or no, who was it? Who he passed? Who was it? Uh, well, he passed. He passed everybody. I mean, he passed AP going up Horsepower Hill like he was standing still. But the funny thing was, he was third going up Horsepower yeah, Hill. Yeah. And by the end of it, he I was mean, first. Just, dude, bye. No, yeah, later. he went past AP, uh, Ferrandis, and Forkner. Yeah. Um, hmm. dude, if you're if you're Tyler Keith though, you gotta be like, bro, what the hell? The fuck is wrong with you, kid? But you know what though? I mean, God is good and everything, but bro, it's, God needs to get you every single moto. I think it's a McElrath thing though. McElrath just does this. Like when you least expect it, he'll go out and win by ten seconds. I guess. Because I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. And you know what? Because, and I was thinking the same thing everybody else was probably thinking, oh, this is going to be a repeat of Southwick. He's going to get out front, pull this gnarly gap, and then he's just going to drop anger 20 minutes in. Nope. Nope. Kept it for the whole entire time. Gave the big middle fingers to everyone. And to get a second place with a (laughs) 9-1. What is it all when we go to watch this weird fucking up and down shit? Um, Welcome to the 250 class. Ferendis has probably got to be a little upset with himself after uh, that set or that first moto going yeah. down to that right hander. Um, good for RJ Hampshire getting the top five. Mar or um, uh, not Marv. God, was... a lot of KTM's. Moseman. 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 Well, yeah, he made it tough for Joey when he was coming through the pack. But once yes. Joey and Sexton got around him, they just went. Yes. Uh, Mitchell had a good second moto. He ended up getting Pearson, seven. Yeah, um, Cooper got eight. I think we're. This is what we were talking about with Justin Cooper. Kind of like now it's not going to be consistently because now he's not even getting starts anymore. No, but he's still fast as qualifying, so he's got he's speed. Still, he we does. With speed. He does. But now, like I said, the you know this illustrious thing he you know he has like oh this I heard somebody pick him for the 250 Supercross title already next year, and I'm like you're fucking hot. Dude, there, Steve. There actually. were people picking him for a Supercross title this year. I know, but now that they've seen that he actually has speed. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, it's, it was Mathis, I think, actually on the review show last week. And I'm like, ah, that's, that's a little far off, man. Uh, yeah, definitely not. And if he ends up on West Coast, there's no way in hell he's beating Plessinger. Did you hear about Dakotas last week? Other than so, the food poisoning, no. So I guess after the race, I guess the rental car place where they parked their cars was farther away from the track so steve's getting a ride from j-bone up to his rental car right yeah and they drive by jimmy and he's walking and they were like hey jimmy you want a ride and jimmy's like nope 16th place walks it out 
<laughs> he like wanted to shoot himself. And then J-Bo's like, I even drove back by him and asked him one more time, like, are you sure? It's a long walk. Nope. 16th place doesn't deserve a ride. 16th place doesn't deserve a ride. Nope. I mean, so, dude, he got yarded by Enzo Lopes yesterday. Dude, I know. I hope they keep that Lopes kid, or I hope he stays around somewhere. He's going to be good in Supercross. He's smooth. He's mm -hmm. technical. He's very methodical. He'll be good in Supercross. Yeah, but I hope somebody keeps him. He's not doing it on his own. I think JGR, well... You got to think it's going to be him and Alex Martin next year. Maybe. I don't... Who else do they have for options for 250s? No one. Unless they keep Jimmy D, which I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see him keeping Jimmy D. Because everybody's kind of wrapped up, and they're not picking anybody up out of the amateurs. Because the end of the Lopes things, obviously, was a last-second thing, because Hill, you know, and all that. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, there wasn't a lot other than that really going on. I'm telling on. you, they, they started and they finished pretty much it. I mean, the first race you had Savachi and Fortner passed each other and then passed back. That was it. Second race, I mean, you had Shane in the first lap. Boom, 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 up horsepower hill. Bye, see you later. Thanks for coming. And no one was making any moves. Like, there really wasn't. I'm just still shocked about just the, like, complete, utter, just dismantling that uh, is going on with Alex Martin right now. It's impressive, isn't it? Like, what is he doing? Like, he's he's blowing this champ. Like, it's over with. Like, let's be real. Like, oh, yeah. Like, no, it's over. He's not. Like, like what? The, dude, we were talking about back in Southwick. Could he still champ, possibly win the championship? Yeah. And now he's just. When he was only down by 19, and now yeah. he's down 59. In uh, three rounds, we've lost 40 points. What? I, I don't understand it. Like, he has never done this before. The one thing you could have always. Con if When J-Mart and Zacho went out, and we kind of had an idea that AP was going to automatically just catapult himself into being the favorite. But we're all like, well, we know AP skins consistencies. Amar, if anything you get with Amar is consistency. That's all Amar is, is consistency. We are. We're getting consistent fifth to tenth place and finishes, and see which the is incredible. And it hasn't happened with him since horrible. he was a privateer. Yeah. He's always been a top five guy. Yeah. Yes, not always speed-wise, but he always some way finds a way to be in the top five. Yeah. And now he can't even get in the top five. I know. I don't get it. I don't either. I'm confused. Well, so so I didn't listen to last week's review show. Uh, is is just the debate between Steve and JT over with at this point? Yeah, kind of. It should be. Yeah. Yeah, Steve just. There wasn't to... really a lot of talk about it that I remember. Yeah. But I'd have to go back and listen again. So, who is Team Puerto Rico for Dis Nations? That's that's a good question. Well, I told you what I thought it should be. I told you I think it should be Anderson, Zacco, and um, uh, Baggett. Because Zach Owen Anderson really wants to be on the team, but Anderson's not going to be on the team. But. What? Maybe we don't want Baggett. Who, who, who else would we want? If we got Anderson and Zacho. Dude, maybe we call Covington. Just take an all-husky team. You know what? Well, I mean, let's put Covington on a 250F, though, and put Zacho on a 350. Because I don't want to see Covington ride a 450 and blow his knee out again. That's fine. Because he's coming over to the States for Supercross, so I want him to see, be healthy. That's fine. But seriously, though, uh, I do think, honestly, because that rumor that I told you guys a while back that there was somebody that, you know, was a big name supposed to be on Team Puerto Rico. Yeah, I, you know who that rumor was? Hmm. Travis Pastrana. Oh. I heard that. See, that I wasn't talking about that. Like, no, I've that, never that heard was, that. That was the thing, was that there was a rumor that because it was at Red Bud and he really wanted to race. Well, there's sort of a two, then there was two rumors going on. There was two he, rumors he, going on. It, he was, actually, I think it was on Pulp, when he was on Pulp, that Steve made mention of the fact of, like, so we've heard these rumors that you're riding for Puerto Rico, dressed like... <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so I, I've never heard, I hadn't heard that. What I was alluding to was actually a real possibility. There was a rumor going around after the Red Bud National that a big name that's not going to get picked for the American team is going to ride for Puerto Rico. It wouldn't surprise me if Anderson... The Pastrana thing is funny. I, I hadn't heard that. That doesn't surprise me that somebody would come up with just some ridiculous, outlandish, you know. But uh, for real, though... I do see Anderson being on Team Puerto Rico because we know he's not going to get picked for MX of Nations because it's going to be Barsha. Yeah. But, dude, you got to feel... I mean, I know that people talk about Zacho and, like, what he could have done had he, you know, whatever, not gotten hurt or somebody picking him because how well he did last year. I honestly think in the back of my mind, Zacho's not even really looking at that. I think he'd be honored to do it because he said he'd love to do it again. It was, like, the coolest thing mm -hmm. of his life to ever get picked for the MX of Nations. But let's be real. He's focusing on Supercross you know, going into next year, so he's got to start testing. I seriously feel like it's going to be something like Anderson, um, 
I don't know who I'd pick right now for the MX2 spot. Maybe Covington. Maybe Covington. Might as well take all the Huskies, man. Because Baggett's not going to do shit. No, he has bad luck at MX Nations. Every time he has bad him, luck, he's and he's not riding worth a shit to start with this year anyway. And he might as well put A-Ray on the damn bike. At least, so, at least give us some. Just take out every, Just take out everybody. Just go I, inside out and just take. I don't know. Out. I don't know if the uh, the uh, uh, clutch allotment for that race is big enough for him. But oh no, he'd he'd fry a clutch in three laps. So yeah, I don't know. But it's. I feel like we're gonna have a very strong Puerto Rican team this year. Yeah. Because you know that at least two America. How funny would that be? America one, Puerto Rican two. <laughs> I know. You know. You know that two Americans are gonna France be France third. <laughs> Well, I actually—that would be awesome. I'd, I'd pick the Netherlands actually over the, with the uh, way Kelvin Melander's riding right now. But uh, you know that there's going to be two Americans on that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just who it's going to be, and I don't know if you'd pick Fortner for that spot. I don't know if you. I want. I don't want to send Justin Cooper. I, I I appreciate what the kids do, and I respect him more because I thought he'd just be a one-hit wonder. I respect him, but it, I think it's too big of a moment for a rookie. Um, I'm really surprised. I don't want Amar to go because no. I think he'll bite the fucking dust and just not perform. Do we have what other regions? Guam? Can we have a Guam team that has uh, Amar, Baggett, and can we put someone else who is A Ray on it? I think there's only been Guam, a Guam ever has had one time. I think they've only sent a team over one well, time. Can we, can we do it again? Because we own that country. Oh, I don't know. That I don't territory. Know. I don't I mean, think you can get enough of these guys to. You start going down the list. And I mean, I, dude, we could have pretty much an American field. But let's be real right now. Anderson and Covington have got to be the two thing, the two people that you're thinking about right now for that Puerto Rican team. I'm real surprised if Zacho doesn't go on it, to be really honest with you. But do you feel, though, that he would want to take a chance, his first race back being that big of a race, knowing that he has to go to the 450 class for Supercross? Yeah. I See, I don't. I don't think to him it's worth it. I mean, he went last year when no one else was going. No, no, no. But see, go. then and he now, was healthy, now we're in the U.S., too. I but mean, they're saying that he might, if he were to go to the MX Nations team, he would literally only have a week on the bike. Yeah, uh, that might be rough. See, that's why I say that Maybe. I don't see it. I'm not saying that I don't think he could do well because obviously he's proven that he can come back from injury. Yeah. But I don't think that he'd want to chance it knowing that he. I have a feeling he's going to end up racing Monster Cup on a 450. I don't think he would want to. Go, that's why he's going to race Monster Cup with only two weeks on the bike. I think so. Because I think they just want him out there. I guess. I think he just needs testing time. Yeah, probably. I'd love to see it because you know that you get 100% out of him. Yeah. But, man, for you guys that are Zach Osborne fans, that would suck to see him get hurt on a race that doesn't matter yeah. for him. Yeah. But Covington and Anderson, that'd be a good team. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But, uh, yeah, okay, so Unadilla's in two weeks. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a mutter again. If it's going to be a mutter again, I fucking don't know. Justin Cooper <laughs> for the win. Oh, man. You know what? For me, I feel, because he was good there last year, I feel like that's what uh, Joey's going to get his first overall going to be Unadillo because he was good there last year. Um, you think Spash is going to get his first overall at Dilla? Yeah, I do. Dude, just show us. See how, I mean, good guess. See how good he rode at Washougal and knowing that the only reason he didn't get that overall was because of what happened in the second moto. It was his own doing because I still, you know, people say, well, start, you can't control it. Well, yeah, you can still control your shift points and your jump. So Yeah, he said he missed a year. Yeah, well, that so. didn't, okay, well, that didn't, whatever. So, yeah, it was his fault. He had false neutral. His fault, whatever. But he should have won the overall because he was clearly the best guy. But I feel like he's really good at Udadilly. He's done well in the past, so I feel like that should be his first overall. And you got to say at this point it's going to be Eli Unadilla, but, I mean, once again, it's just, I, I don't it's know. It's a track that suits Marvin Kenny, but the way Eli's riding, <laughs> Eli rides anywhere anyway. He, yeah, and he does, and that's why I say that it's hard, and I and I said the same thing. I said that you got to pick Eli to win Washougal, and I picked him to win it. But I, once didn't, it, I didn't realize so yesterday, honestly, that he'd won 13 out of 18 motos. That's impressive. Really? You didn't know that? You didn't realize that? I, I, get, I, I mean, I know he's won a ton this year, but I guess yeah. I didn't really, numbers-wise, I didn't pay attention when they said that. I was like, wow. Well, I'll, say, I'll say this right now. I'll say Eli wins Unadilla. But e, Unadilla, I say I'm more than likely, unless it, if, if it's a mutter, I'm picking Kenny. If it's a mutter, I'm sorry. With where Kenny's at right now, if it's like a monsoon like it was last year. You don't pick Barsha? No. Hell no. Nope. I pick Kenny. I pick Kenny. Barsha in the mud at Dilla. No, because I feel like him? right now Barsha will literally rag down himself into the ground if it's a mud moto. I think with where Kenny's at right now, if it's a mud moto, I say that he wins both motos. Okay. I'll say that. But Fair. I don't know if it's going to be a mud moto. But what I'll say about Eli is I'll pick him to win. I think he's just going to win one. I think he'll go 1-1 one, because one, I just think right now, you know, he's on a roll. But I will say this. Unadilla is the one track because I want to see him healthy for MX of Nations. It's the one track that scares me with Eli. Because of literally ruts all the way from the entering of the transitions all the way to the faces. It's the one track 
that scares me that if it's fresh and he gets a bad start and he does what he did at Washougal, people talk about Washougal, you can't do that. We really know what happens when you hit the ground at Unadilla. I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to bring this up, but look what happened to Jesse Nelson. Yeah. The, so we know is not the track you want to go down on. I'll say Eli wins 1-1. I'm not going to dispute that. I, I say he wins. He probably, if he gets a start, he probably gaps everybody. But it's the one track that if I'm... It's the last track I'm nervous for, for him to make it through. If he goes there and he gets through fine, he'll probably go 1-1 for the rest of the year, go to Bud's Creek and Iron Man, or, you know, whatever. But it's the one track that I'm a little nervous that I... It, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat because I want to see him make it through it. Because I want the battle to happen in MX of Nations. Because Unadil is the one track that you have to respect it. So, I say he goes 1-1, and I think Joey gets his first overall. I don't know who... I don't know if he wins both motos, splits it. I say that he just gets his first overall because I think he should have won it yesterday, so... Okay. Cool. Great. Well, who's your picks? I think Eli's going to win. 250 class. I'm going to go with Plessinger. I think AP's going to win. Okay. Is this the track they crashed at last year that Nick Way was uh, flagging? No, that was Thunder Valley. No. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I, I know. Think, I think AP picks back up next weekend. I mean, he's on cruise control right now, so whatever, but I think he, I think he picks it up next weekend. That'll be interesting. If it's so, like I said, if it's a mutter though, you can just kind of throw everything out. Yeah, pretty much. So. Oh, and we got the rookies coming in from Loretta's too. Oh yeah, who's coming? Uh, Mitchell Falk. Uh, TLD is gonna have like eighteen bikes under the kid. Because I think Derek Drake might be making his debut for TLD, but I'm not hundred sure about that. I think Seth Hammaker is making his debut. Um, and the only other two ones that I know of. Safe for a PC. He won't be on. It. He'll be on a Kawasaki bike, but it won't be for Pro Circuit. That's that's a whole different. Okay. All right, great. We're not getting into it. But, uh, and then the only other two that I know that possibly could make their debut is Lance Kobush and Carter Halpang. I've heard Kobush has been shit in the bed. Yeah, he's had a rough year. I've heard he's been shit in the bed. Wow. Hard. Well, Kobush has had a string of injuries, and he's, yeah. But we'll see what the rookies can do. Mitchell Falk, kid. Mitchell Falk. He might not even win Loretta's. He's a real deal, though. Okay. You called it. He's a real deal. He might get a top ten. All right, cool. Well, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Cody. And thanks for tuning in. Remember, every Tuesday we have new shows. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Make sure to to subscribe on there or, you know, whatever you do. I don't – what do you do with – I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts, but I don't really know. I just hit the button and then it pops up. Did you listen to more of that stuff than I do? So if you don't know, I definitely don't know. I, I don't have any idea. But leave us a review – on the podcast too because that'll help us get found more which will help us out a lot um links in the description down below for uh all sorts of ways you can support us amazon patreon teespring and we will be back in two weeks and one one more thing never mind we're not done yet one more thing one more thing okay all right everybody that keeps commenting on the facebook page during the motos just know neither of us are probably looking at that page during the motos absolutely not because people get i just i've noticed that it's not a big deal i'm not criticizing anybody but i've noticed that people have been doing that like somebody did that at redbud and it's like we're not looking at that page during the motos no so in fact i'm probably sleeping nobody we we just we're, we can't have a conversation with you guys like, so like, probably passed out yeah so i, I like to do that <laughs> and then i watch the motos later afterwards because i've only seen part of them and heard part of them when i'm in and out i have a bad hat never mind anyway we'll see y'all in two weeks after unadilla